Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Pray for everyone that we could all feel joy. And I am peace. asking for prayer for my family. I would like family. to ask prayer for the unity between different congregations. Pray with me uh, for my uh, nation. We pray for successful operations. Pray it will be a safe journey. We need to pray for their well-being. We pray that you will unite us, unite us to be good brothers. You have given victory, Lord. Thank you for leading and guiding us. Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Praise. I'm Eir Pinto, and together with me as always is Monica Yaguri. Monica, how are you doing today? Doing wonderful, thank you. How Great, you? I'm doing good. We have a very special guest with us, uh, Sandy Shoshani. How are you doing, Sandy? Great, thanks for inviting me today. Yeah, yeah. You're leading the uh, Bad Chaim organization in uh, Jerusalem, is that correct? Correct. Bad Chaim means Israel, means pro life. Pro life. That's what we are, pro life organization throughout mm-hmm. the country. We're national. Okay, amazing. So yeah, so today we're going to pray and understand the challenges uh, of women in crisis pregnancy in Israel and also nationwide. So Monica, would you please uh, care to pray for this program that God will lead us and be with us today? Yes, certainly. Uh, Abba, Father, we just come before you and uh, we bring this topic before you and us and all our viewers, Lord, and and uh, all these women as well all over the earth, Father. Uh, we thank you that um, you got the whole world in your hands, Lord, and you got all the women and all the children, and and you got us here as well. And so we humble ourselves under your mighty hands. We ask for your leading, for your wisdom. Help us and guide our words, uh, and uh, may they be pleasing unto you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, Sandy, could you maybe explain a little bit about yourself so all of our TV7 family can get to know you? Sure. Um, First of all, I was born in the U.S. That's why I have an American accent. Mm-hmm. I moved to Israel in 1979 as a new immigrant. Um, married my husband in 1982, a native-born Israeli, Oded. He's pastoring a church, mm-hmm. a church we say here, congregation, called Melacham Lachim, which means in Hebrew, King of Kings. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Oded and I have seven children and 12, so far 12 grandchildren. We're blessed by the Lord. Wow, nice. Yeah. And okay, so today we, we chose this topic because I believe it's a very important topic and many people don't want to, you know, touch it because it always drives, uh, you know, controversy and lots of the, the diversion between the people. Okay. Could you maybe um, explain the challenges that women in Israel face in this situation and then, you know, we'll continue? Sure. Uh, first of all, I like that you said it brings controversy, but really what it says in the Word of God, mm-hmm. and I just want to say this even first, is in James 1.27, it says, what is true religion? What is pure religion? It's visiting the widow and the orphan in their distress and keeping oneself unstained from the world. So pure religion, when we talk about religion, is really visiting and caring for the orphan and widow. And who are those? Women and children without a cover. Mm-hmm. without a man, a father protecting them, without a husband who cares for them. And so the first challenge, whether they're in Israel or anywhere in the world, is to know that somebody cares, to know that somebody's going to provide. You know, a woman, even a married woman, when she discovers she's pregnant, there's some fear there. I mean, it's it's the unknown. 
Yeah. You know, no matter who you are, it's unknown, it's exciting. And how much more a woman who doesn't want the pregnancy, who didn't expect the pregnancy, who's who may she may be single, actually she may be married. Almost half of the abortions in Israel are married women. Really? Okay. Yeah, and you know, it's everybody says to me, what about the 15-year-old? That's way less than 10% or under 18. We're talking about women, mature women, women in their 20s, 30s, who are able to bear a child, who are mature enough, but for some reason are terrified. And in Israel, it's very expensive, and I don't know if people abroad would know that, but the cost of living here is very difficult. Mm -hmm. It's extremely difficult to buy an apartment here or a home. The cost is very high, and so people are very concerned whether, as I say, half of our clients, literally 48% of our clients are married women. Mm-hmm. Why? Because their husband, maybe their marriage isn't good, maybe they can't afford another child or the first child, maybe they're trying to save. If she's single, of course, she's worried. Because in most cases, when she calls our hotline, she's saying, I have to have an abortion. So they start, they call and they start by saying, I have to have, I have, an, to abortion. have an abortion. You know, the, the word pro-choice is not true. If your dad kicked you out of the house, Mm-hmm. If you have no money, if you're a religious woman and your family is ashamed, if your boyfriend said, I'm going to leave you, I don't want to have anything to do with this, you have to abort, that is not a choice. Mm-hmm. You know what choice is? Choice is enabling the woman to say, I'm going to make an educated, intelligent, calm decision based on the fact that I know baby development, that I know the consequences of abortion in my life, that I know that I can have support and people would care for me. Mm-hmm. That's a choice. We offer women a choice to be able to say, hey, I can do this. The first thing we offer is hope. Uh-huh. Hope. And then uh, you mentioned just now uh, like consequences of abortion. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, how definitely. How does it affect women? And, uh, well, first of all, I think many people don't have any idea how an abortion is done. There are primarily two ways that abortion is done. One is the chemical abortion which very unfortunately has become almost, I don't want to say over-the-counter, it's internet accessible. Mm. And so women don't even have to see a doctor anymore in Israel. They can just apply on the internet for abortion. And what does that mean? They're going to take some pills, and they're going to have what would seem to be a miscarriage at home. She's going to be so upset. She's going to see that little tiny baby with blood come out. And I'm sorry for being graphic, mm-hmm. but it's a very scary difficult experience mm. and many times she'll have to have a surgical abortion anyway afterwards because she'll still have some retention of some of the placenta or the baby or sometimes so some of the women that call you they call you after they had an abortion sometimes they do sometimes they do you know the abortion for example a, a surgical abortion mm-hmm. can leave an aberration can leave a, a little perforation in the uterus can cause her to be infertile can cause cervical incompetence which means she might have a miscarriage earlier next time mm-hmm. um, there's a large percent about one-third of the women who will have an abortion will have some kind of difficulty later on and you know someone said to me um, who was pro-abortion they said one-third and I said can you imagine if If you were having heart surgery and they told you that one-third of the people will have will have some kind of problem later you would really reconsider I mean mm-hmm. this is a serious matter and women deserve to know women deserve to know that this is a difficult experience 
What about emotional consequences? Oh, the emotional at all. Many, many regret the abortion. You know, I we did a survey and something like 60% said that they suffered depression. I don't mean clinical, but I mean they were depressed, they were upset afterwards, and they regretted. But the interesting thing is, Monica, they on the one hand regret, mm-hmm. but then if you say, but if you were in the same situation again, what would you do? And many say, I would abort. And the reason is because they don't know they have help. Mm-hmm. And that's why Ba'ad Chaim exists, mm-hmm. to say, we are here to help. Mm-hmm. You know, if and we've asked also, what if the man in your life were to stand with you? Mm-hmm. How would that affect you? Most of the women say, I would keep the baby. So they would come together sometimes. They Well, sometimes they do come together okay. with boyfriends, mm-hmm. with husbands, and they come, and that support makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Also, their mother. Sure. If yes. they're young and their mother is supportive, yeah. mm-hmm. they're going to be, they will carry the baby to term. Mm-hmm. They will give birth. Would What you the, have some statistics as well, like when people come to you? Uh, how many can you... Well, uh, yes. Uh, I, I don't want to use the word convert, but uh, how, how many minds have you been able to change? Well, uh, praise God. This God? year, 1,300 women contacted our office for various things. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that 900 women chose life. For a fact. Mm, the others I don't know. You yeah, know, sure. They may have chosen abortion. They may have <clears throat> lost contact with us. Mm-hmm. We, right now, currently, we have... We had 670-something births this year, mm-hmm. and over 200 women are pregnant right now, okay. which is quite remarkable. And what I also know, and, you know, I really, the Talmud also says, if you've saved one life, it's yeah. as though you've saved the world. Mm-hmm. And I do know on our WhatsApp group of our counselors, we have, we're national, mm-hmm. so we have 20 counselors around the country, and we WhatsApp each other with prayer requests. And, for example, there was a prayer request. This woman is about to have an abortion. Pray that she'll change her mind. Mm. And the next, no, it was three days later, I saw, mm. thank the Lord and thank you for your prayers. She's keeping her baby. And I see that. I see that all the time. You talked about uh, Talmud, and that brought a question to my mind about yeah. the Orthodox family right. families. Do you have some maybe um, women that came to you Uh, pregnant outside of the marriage or something that yes. the Orthodox community will not accept and how do you deal with with this situation yes we've had we've had unmarried and we've had many married mm-hmm. and I'll explain why because the unmarried are terrified and they think they have to abort but I had one lovely lovely divorced woman who was pregnant and I said to her after discussion what are you going to do she said I'm choosing life and I said what about your community she said I have a job in an ultra orthodox family workplace and she said you know what they'll gossip about me at first and then they'll get tired of talking about me and they'll talk about somebody else and I'll be the one with the child and I won't suffer the abortion brave brave woman and why do I say married because many of the Orthodox are ultra poor yes ultra poor we have a woman right now who has no bed for herself and her husband and we're going to be helping them through another nonprofit mm-hmm. she has I I don't want to misstate it was either eight or ten children and she really really needs our help Some of these people actually in secret would abort. Some of them don't want to abort, but they come to us crying. We can't afford another child. What are we supposed to do? I see. Well, so this is, I think, a very tough position to be in because you want to offer support. And we want to go also into your work and how do you help them. But I think this is a good time really to stop and really pray for the challenges because we know that, you know, 
the challenges are bigger than what we physically can do, and we need God to help us. Amen. And maybe you can lead us in prayer. And you had also some Bible verses that, you know, you'd I like do. to share. So if you could I share do. the Bible and then lead us in prayer. Well, people ask me all the time, and you began by saying it's not a very popular topic. Mm -hmm. So people ask me all the time, why would you do this? And the reason is mm -hmm. because I studied abortion in Israel and came up with this verse. Proverbs 24, 11, and 12, and I can't get away from it. Mm -hmm. Rescue those being led to slaughter. Mm. Do not say you did not know, and I'm quoting from my mind, my memory, but do not say you did not know, because the Lord will consider your heart, and he will render to each one according to what he has done. We are responsible when we have information, and we, are, we cannot be like an ostrich and stick our head in the sand. And the other verse, and people love to quote here in Israel every Friday night on Shabbat, they quote Proverbs 31, mm -hmm. who is the virtuous woman, which begins, begins with who is the virtuous woman. That's verse 10. But verses 8 and 9, Proverbs 31, 8 and 9, what does that say? Speak for those who cannot speak. Mm -hmm. Defend those who cannot speak for no. themselves. And that's what we, as sisters in the Lord, of these babies and these women and men in the Lord who need to protect women, we need to defend these ones. That's what our calling is. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's also true to every aspect of life. Absolutely. You know, ev evil prevails when good men keep quiet and don't speak in any topic in life. So maybe you could please lead us in. in Hallelujah. Prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege that we have of serving the king who loves these broken women, these women in need in crisis, who loves the babies. You said, let the little children come unto me, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We thank you, Lord, that you love these women and these little ones. We thank you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to show us, each one of us now, how you, and as in Proverbs 24, how we can rescue those being led to their slaughter, how we can deliver those being led to their death. Lord, show us, speak to our hearts and let us know how to rescue them. And I ask you even now to anoint my fabulous team here in Israel of 30 and others here who work to save the lives here, that we would, I just want to say that we would penetrate society, that we would just allow your Holy Spirit, the word of life, to come into Israeli society to stop abortion, to prevent women from the pain of abortion that cause, it's caused to them and the pain that's caused to the loss of their child. Thank you, Lord. Redeem the people of Israel. Bring us the spirit of life to this nation, Lord. In Yeshua's name, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Well, uh, I had also a question. Um, you mentioned ultra-Orthodox women, so um, mm -hmm. they know Bible and they are faith. They have faith in God, and then uh, you probably have unbelievers who don't know anything about God, and then you might have some believing women from Christian faith who will come to you. Well done, like, Monica. We help everybody. Exactly. Everybody. We exactly. help Bedouin, Arabs, uh, foreign workers, everybody. Go ahead. But my question was yeah. that uh, how much can you use, like, the Bible or the Bible verses to help them or change their mind, or because, uh -huh. like, uh, even on your website, it, it's, it's a scripture as well, and God says, it's Deuteronomy 30, right. 19, that I call heaven and earth to testify against you today. I've set life and death before you today, both blessing and cursing. Choose life that it may be well with you, you and your children. And also the Bible says, especially Jewish families, you know, and uh, God constitutes like in the beginning that that go and multiply the earth, you know, and that he says that the bless, uh, children are the blessing from God. And uh, so 
exactly. Like, how can you? <laughs> uh, they already know all those scriptures, like ultra orthodox, especially. No, they don't know. know scripture. They don't. They don't read Bible. They only know Talmud. Oh. The women really don't know. They don't right. study. And the rabbis say that the woman's life has priority over the baby, which means if she's upset mm. and can't cope, mm -hmm. she can have an abortion. Really? If she doesn't have the finance, she can have an abortion. Also, there are, there's a great variance of rabbis, what they say about abortion. Some say conception. Some say 40 days. And they call it water before that. And then some, in Israeli law, say only at birth, the what they call the fetus becomes a baby, a human being. And um, so there's a great variance, but I want to say something about that even for Christian women. Mm -hmm. When you're afraid, mm -hmm. it's very hard to share scripture. <laughs> you're afraid. And so what we share is not so much the word. Mm -hmm. That's our heart and yeah. our prayer. Yeah. But what we share is his love. Yes. His compassion, his mercy. <clears throat> That's how we save lives, by mercy. And as I said, we're not pressuring her. We're not telling her. We're not judging her or criticizing her. We're offering her to choose life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, amen. So, uh, I had another scripture again I share. Go ahead. That it just came to me uh, earlier this morning when I was uh, reading and thinking about it. Uh, and you mentioned uh, the Orthodox woman who was widowed and they will gossip and all that. And, yeah. you know, and so Psalm 31 says, uh, um, uh, 19 to 22, let's say, and it's this new international version. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men to those who take refuge in you. In the shelter of your presence, you hide them from the intrigues of men. Some uh, uh, versions say plots of men, gossip of men, all that. In your dwelling, you keep them safe from accusing tongues. Beautiful verse. <laughs> Praise the Lord, uh, for he showed his wonderful love to me when I was in besieged city or in a beseech problem, yeah. trouble. And in my alarm, I said, I am cut off from your sight, yet you heard my cry for mercy, and I called you when I called you for help. So, and there are multiple scriptures. That's we Psalm could, 31. Psalm 31, yeah. exactly. Wonderful. So, and there are lots of scriptures. We could spend the whole program just reading all these scriptures. How Basically, I mean, God even compares the whole Israel uh, with a woman that he found somewhere in a right. pile of bottle, uh, bottle of blood and clean them up and you know and there are other scriptures that say that uh, when your mother and father forsake you I will not forsake you Amen. and and so like God is there uh, and it's difficult to probably grasp it when you are in a tough situation and the pressure and all that but uh, it's still the fact and then we just uh, just pray that for the women to be able to feel and receive the love of God and be open to that. And, I believe and, and that because the, our counselors are trained to love. He's the refuge and shelter. Absolutely. And our women are trained, our counselors are trained to show that love. Mm. And the women are drawn to the love. Mm. We really, before we offer anything else, we're offering hope. Yes. There is a hope and you can do this. I, I have often blessed the women and told them, may your child be... One woman had six children, and she was single, and she said, I cannot do this. I have to have an abortion. We offered her, I don't know, you didn't ask, but I'm going to say mm -hmm. we offer them practical help. Mm -hmm. We offer yes. them baby furniture, a bed, a stroller, a bathtub, mm -hmm. and bed sheets, and then we offer a gift card worth more than $100 every month for a year. So that's really practical work for, absolutely. to help them keep the child, right? Through our Operation Moses project, which is sponsorship from people around <clears throat> the world that can sponsor a baby for a year. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of like what UNICEF does, you know? And they are able to practically, we support that child for a full year. But mm -hmm. the hope, as you said, the hope. Yes. And so this woman came in with six kids. She said, I don't care what you give me. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you do. I cannot have another baby. I'm single. But she came. But, and she, she, came. Came. but she came. That's, that's <laughs> she I mean, came. She ca they come and they say... 
I want to have an abortion, but they come to you. She, because then, they don't really, they, they don't really want to do an abortion. Uh -huh. They're so afraid that they feel they have to. But you know what I said to that woman? I said, okay, it's your choice, but can I bless you? Mm -hmm. uh, in Israel, if you say pray, they don't understand. They think you mean a prayer book. It's liturgy. Yeah. If you say bless, they get it. Okay. So, so I blessed her. May your child be a doctor or just blow on your cut when you get a little wound. May your child be a lawyer or just defend you when somebody says something bad. May your child be a famous comedian or just make you laugh. And I went on like that for about five minutes. Wow. And she was silent. And then I, I said, bye. Bless you. I gave her a hug and I left. She told my counselor. She touched my heart. She called the counselor that night and she said, there's no way I can abort this child. I'm going to keep my baby. You know how many women have been like that and come mm -hmm. in and said, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. How did I even think of abortion? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, and it also comes to mind like the, the year, the Shemitah year, that according to the Bible, you're supposed to leave your, um, if you have tilled your land, you have yeah. olive groves or something like that, uh -huh. the seventh year, just leave it uh -huh. desolate, don't touch it. But then people think economically, how can I, how can I handle it? You know, how can I not, you know, get the crop and then use it for my, you know, how do I live? And yeah. then yet, if God has like proclaimed it, uh, he will sustain Amen. you. And so it may also be the same thing that people Amen. who really go on faith out on the or believe or get some kind of a surge of faith or, or, or trust or the hope is, uh, is kind of awakened in them, then uh, the God will come through and well, you, he's able to. And you read Deuteronomy 30. Yeah. What does it say? Therefore, choose life yep. that you will be blessed in this land. Yes. And you are blessed when you choose life. You mm. are blessed. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you don't choose life, you're going to be grieving it. When you choose life, God is going to help you. There was a young couple years ago, I remember, they, the husband wanted her to abort. First baby, just married, and he started screaming, you purposefully didn't take the pill. She said, I took it. She was weeping. I want the baby. Wow. And uh, we talked for hours. Finally, he said, okay, I guess so. But she almost miscarried, and she started to bleed. And then he actually saw her mother heart, mm. and he had mercy. And then the baby was born, a little girl, and I said, how's your husband? And she said, he's the most amazing father. He's thrilled that we have a child. Mm -hmm. God turns it around, but we have to choose life. Yeah, yeah. We have to choose life. He'll bless the marriage. He'll bless the relationship. Oh, well, yeah. I want to be, because we're running okay. close to the, <laughs> okay. to the end, as, as always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted also to ask him, what do you do with the women that, had an abortion and, and approach you. Right, so we also... offer counseling. We have several counselors. We have post-abortion, post-miscarriage, and post-stillbirth. Mm -hmm. And we offer help and healing. And we have a fantastic <coughs> garden. It's called the Gardens of Life in Latrun. It's mm. four acres of land where trees are planted in memory of babies who could not be held. Wow. And 2,000, more than 2,000 trees have been planted. People have found healing. And I want to say to those who are listening, we can plant in your stead. We have beautiful certificates and we can send photographs. We will plant for you and we have a prayer hostess who will pray for you. And God wants to bring healing to those who mourn and grieve. So that that planting is like part of the healing process, basically Absolutely. to remember the, the child and all that. That is part of the... To remember the child. We've had believers who've come after a stillbirth and planted to find kind of blessing to plant life and we've had even people who had an abortion no matter when mm -hmm. can i do i have a minute you have oh yeah one minute one minute a swiss woman came to israel she had the remains of the chemical abortion in a cloth the blood mm. she took that cloth she put it in the ground she planted the tree and she received the forgiveness of jesus into her heart we told her he doesn't condemn he forgives and she said later sent me a note i'm free 
Mm -hmm. I have received the forgiveness, and God wants to free every woman. No bag of guilt or shame. Freedom for those who mourn. Wow, wow this is very, very yes. tough. So I'm assuming that in the... Um, in the process of helping you have also counselors and like you follow up with them we before do. after you also I saw you had like um, this uh, picture yearbook with all the pictures of the babies oh we are have these, a calendar we have a fantastic are, yeah, that, calendar are these babies that like babies that we help to save mm -hmm. every year we come up this is fantastic calendar with uh, the bible verses and yeah the Jewish holidays the international holidays and they do you, do you meet Like, there is the other meetings with, uh, like, the mothers once a uh, We invite the week. mothers once a month for mm -hmm. kind of a lesson. And sometimes it's on uh, babies or nursing. And my favorite topic is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because I feel protect the mother first. Help her heart get cleaned. Help her heart be free. She's going to be able to love that baby. Okay. Well, now we're at the, important. the last part yeah, of, the, of the show. And I am... I think that this, this show, I want to do something different. You said that you had this group and you have prayer requests. We do. Maybe you can uh, bring up, I don't know, two or three prayer requests and we can pray for them together and ask uh, our extended family around the world to join us in prayer for, for these prayer requests. Sure. Fantastic. Okay. If you have them in mind or you need a minute to... No, I can do it. Okay. First of all, I want to say that we pray every Monday in our office and we send prayer notes, prayer letters. Mm -hmm. They're about five pages all over the world to more than 2,000 locations. And we tell people, just ask the Holy Spirit, what should I pray? Because mm. you're not going to pray all five pages. <laughs> But yeah, somewhere over the world, someone's going to exactly. pray. And as a prayer request, first of all, last night we were on national TV. One of our speakers was on national TV. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, the, our nation is very pro-abortion. So would you pray that the words that she spoke about caring for women would be heard by those in crisis pregnancy and they would call our office and choose life? Mm -hmm. Secondly, there's a baby down in Beersheba, a Bedouin child, which means nomadic people speaking Arabic. Mm -hmm. That child has leukemia. Would you pray for healing for that little child? Mm -hmm. We would be grateful. Some of our mothers, there's another mother up in the north of Israel who has cancer. Mm -hmm. She just found and... Um, She's doing chemo. Would you pray for healing for that woman? Mm -hmm. And pray for anointing from God and our counselors that women would choose life, that they would find us, that they would not be in this desperate, difficult crisis without knowing that help is available. Amen. 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 Okay. Amen. So I would like to ask everybody around the world to join me in prayer for these uh, points. Lord, באמת אל רחום וחנום, תודה לך שאתה בשליטה ושאתה אוהב אותנו, שאתה אוהב את כל האימהות, אני מתפלל אלוהים באמת עבור ישראל, עבור כל המצב בישראל, שאתה תדריך אותנו. Our Father in heaven, I pray for Israel that you will really lead this country and touch the hearts of all the people and all the mothers in this country who are confused and who seek you, we pray for your intervention in this country. We pray for the Bedouin child with the leukemia, that you really heal them, you know, that you are our healer, Father. We pray that you will heal them, and we pray for healing also for the mother up in the north that mm -hmm. has cancer. We pray that you will take it away, and we pray for comfort for the whole family, for the children, and really for support and guidance. And we like also to pray for Sandy, for all that she's doing. We want to bless her, bless the organization that they 
will have the strength mm-hmm. and the ability to keep doing and touch these women here in Israel. And really, we want to encourage them and fill them with your spirit. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen. And I would also encourage to um, pray for the families of those women, as we've heard that pressure mm-hmm. comes from the family mm-hmm. sometimes, the husbands, the mothers, Definitely. the fathers. So uh, <coughs> just uh, also. Hallelujah. So let's conclude with the priestly blessing. You can join me. Yevarecha Adonai veishmarecha. Ya'er Adonai panav alecha veechunecha. Isa Adonai panav alecha veyasem lecha shalom. Shalom alechem, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Jerusalem Praise. Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.